0: Welcome to We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Saylette. And we have a special guest with us today. We are speaking with Aurora Asher, and we're
1: talking about her newest book, Sanctuary of the Shadow. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, we are super excited for you to join us on the show. Just so that our listeners know a little bit, this is going to be really interesting and different for us in the formatting that we normally do our interviews and our books. You know, we'll get into that. But first, I'm going to start off with a quickie. So (laughs) we'll do the quickie, and then we'll name the book and just a tiny bit about what it's like, because we're not doing spoilers here, and then we'll get on with it. So my quickie for this episode is what is your favorite attraction at a circus?
2: Oh, it would have to be anything like aerials where they're Mm. flying through space or silks or anything like that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So you like the Cirque du Soleil stuff? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Montreal, so that's really big here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I go whenever I
1: can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love seeing those whimsical costumes. I actually like the motorcycle in the ring thing. I have no idea what it's called. Oh wow!
2: Yeah, I don't, oh that sphere? Yeah, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah like there's the whole sphere, sphere where there's like, like yeah. five motorcycles. Mm-hmm. In I there. saw last time I went to Cirque du Soleil. I saw they had this like giant spinning, like it was kind of like two little, like I don't know, like points like this, and the whole thing <laughs> spun. And then there was guys like running along the outside of it, and they had to run <laughs> along it, and like they were like defying gravity with the force of. It was like the craziest thing I've ever oh, seen. Man, <laughs> That's neat. yeah, my. My mind
0: exploded. Well, I like the Fortune Teller tent. Yeah. Which takes us right into this book. And if you know, hopefully everybody is going to go out and get this book and read it. Sanctuary of the Shadow just came out yesterday, <laughs> you guys. And so we're very lucky because we got an advance copy and we were able to read this and do this episode with Aurora first, just to give you guys a heads up about a fun new book that's that's just out and you guys have an opportunity to read. So for a little bit of background, as you can see from the cover, there's a circus tent on it. So we, we start our story in a circus this is a fantasy book that takes place in another realm, another world, with magic and elementals and all kinds of wonderful, fantastical things. And the main character is Harrow, and she is a seer slash fortune teller. So that's why, I, you know, part of what I said, because <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. I love the tarot readings and mm-hmm. the, the palm readers and all of that wonderful stuff that you can find at the circus or at other places, so where did the idea for this book come from how'd you how'd you come up with something so different and unusual
2: so yeah I guess part of it was like we were just saying I'm from Montreal which is kind of like the home of circus it's honestly one of the from what I've heard is like in the world oh yeah there's like like a lot of circus people come here from all over and Cirque du Soleil is from here so it's I have friends that are in the circus and it's like a job here like oh yeah I work at a circus and you're like cool so I guess yeah moving here I got surrounded by that and it's really cool and like it's just something like you know another lifetime maybe I would be into that but this lifetime I'll just (laughs) write about it and and yeah and, and then also I guess there's little bits of the world that I took from my own traveling around Canada and other places like inspiration for like the forests that are that are mentioned and like things like that yeah, I just like whatever is in my head, basically. There's a lot in there.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it portrays through the story that you've given to us. And I've never read an ARC before, by the way. So thank you for allowing me oh, to do cool. that. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so how did you get started in writing? That started, like I've lived in Montreal
2: for like almost 10 years now. And um, I started out reading, like when I first found romance books, I hadn't read a book in like 10 years or something. And I was kind of like, you know, I don't like reading. Like, I'm not really into reading. And then I read a romance book and I was like, <laughs> oh, like I was just reading <laughs> right, the wrong books, right. you know, that <laughs> feeling. Yeah. So that, and then after reading like really obsessively for a few years, I just like, I've always been kind of a, I've always had an overactive imagination and I've also had this like weird habit where I like get kind of like restless when I'm not doing something and um it just kind of happened naturally like I just thought I just had all these ideas and I kept like badgering my husband and he was like just write your own (laughs) book then like you know and I was like oh my god you're a genius (laughs) so I did and like it's yeah like since I've started writing it it's kind of like I was always missing that in my life because like I no longer get that like restless feeling if I'm not if I'm bored I'm like I should be. Writing or like I should be reading or like there's like it's like mm-hmm. that little like hole that was just meant to be filled kind of
0: that's awesome nice yeah. yeah so your characters are really they they feel familiar because they are some things that are similar across you know fantasy but they're very different so unlike a lot of fantasy we read where we get full-bodied shifters I really appreciated in your story the elementals that were I think that's what they were called like they just had like facets of animal mm-hmm. the characteristics, hybrids. Yeah. the hybrids. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, they fit very well into the circus motifs and themes that you had throughout the book, but they were part of a structure, a magical structure that was kind of unusual and different in that it was all created by these queens. So you can you talk a little bit more about like some of that background, some of the stuff that we get, you know, that I don't think is too big of a spoiler, but you know, part of the world building for the book and and like that magical these queens that <laughs> ruled, yeah. you know, yeah. the world.
2: Yeah. So there's five queens, five elements like earth, air, fire, water, and ether. And then the history is that each of the queens wanted like a legacy or, you know, and so they they chose like groups of humans that I don't know, were either loyal to them or that impressed them in some way. And they kind of started the like the lineage of the elementals. So there's like supposedly a group of elementals for every queen. But obviously we learn like in the book that there's mostly just the earth elementals, which are the hybrids and the air elementals, which are the enchanters and enchantresses. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the ether elementals, but we don't we get to just briefly encounter them. Yeah,
0: the one that kind of like teleports the most. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was very interesting and, you know, just a unique approach to some fantasy ideas. So, have you always been drawn to fantasy? You said you started reading romance. Did you immediately get into more the, you know, paranormal, supernatural fantasy romance or was it contemporary to start?
2: My first love was definitely paranormal romance. The first series that really got me hooked was uh, J.R. Ward's Black hey. Dagger Brotherhood. I was like, what is this? Yep. Like, my mind, like, I'd never read like anything like that. So I was totally like shocked. Like back then, I laugh now when I think about it because like a, like a sex scene in a book, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, and now I'm just
0: like, yeah. <laughs> like you know. well, now you're just writing <laughs> them left, yeah. right and center.
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I definitely read every paranormal. So like my favorite, like original books that really like, you know, it's like your special safe place books are all paranormals, like from that kind of era, like the J.R. Ward era.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. We've gotten down to some J.R. Ward Black Dagger. Oh, those were like the yeah. really, really hot. We started off getting deep down into it. I mean, we started this podcast where like, hey, we're going to read sexy books and we're going to talk about it. We're going to open ourselves up to each other as friends and then to the world. And we did it. And J.R. Ward was one of the first ones that, that introduced us into this like, th- well, I would say Kalina. Yeah, J.R. Ward.
0: But- <laughs> Gina Showalter yeah. some of that yeah that yeah. was really like strong yeah like alpha characters like alpha male characters and like Cressley Cole and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Larissa
2: e- Eon I'm not Larissa sure to say Eon. last name but yes. the demonica mm-hmm. series I always thought oh, yeah. that was on. yeah those are I was just like obsessed yes like the way and then <laughs> I found that and each of those series has like 10 books 15 books and I'm like I can't read fast enough like you know like, <laughs> welcome
1: to our world that is like our biggest problem yeah with the podcast. <laughs> it's finding like that really good series yeah. and for us to continue on so like if you continue on with your series it's like we can't keep up so many books are out there yeah there's yeah, so many there's so very many <laughs> so i heard recently a new at
0: least new to me i don't know how current it is or like if it's been around longer than i was aware of it but the new kind of like subgenre of romanticy. And like coming out with, you know, being in the Red Tower, publishing like books that this book is coming out with. And you know, Fourth Wing that came out last year, and some of their others. What do you think about that as a really popular current genre, like romanticity, like combining the romance and the fantasy worlds?
2: I think it's pretty exciting. Like romance readers, we've always been out there. Like you know, it's yeah. it's by far the best selling genre. Like it's like almost double what the second best Absolutely. is. You know, like we're yeah. we're out there and we're voracious readers. And you know, it's like the only reason, like you know, you go in a bookstore and you're like, where's your romance section? And they're like, oh, it's there. And it's like in a dark corner, you know, like (laughs) at the back and you're like the only reason that is is because like some old like patriarchal dudes and you know high up in the publishing world have decided that they're not real books or you know whatever yeah. but the money like anyone who's smart is like there's so much money in this industry and if you if anyone has like a brain they would be like I could make money off of this like you know it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's a fact so I'm really happy to see that people are like from a corporate perspective big publishing houses are starting to be like wait a minute like there's this is a real thing and who cares if it's you know women it's, it's still money you know what i mean still money, yeah and like that's what i love about um like entangled red tower is like they they were a women only romance genre and like when i first signed with them it's like a while ago but red tower didn't exist Mm -hmm. and like we were just gonna do like an ebook small thing Mm -hmm. and then they saw like that there was this upcoming kind of burst in romance and particularly fantasy and they just were smart enough to get ahead of the game like and Mm -hmm. that's i think that's why fourth wing blew up as much as it did like obviously it's a great book but like it Was just the right like they were just aware of what was happening because they're women that read and they're in the market and they're aware of what people are talking about and what's going on and they have those connections with the like bigger publishing world. Yeah. So it's kind of just like ripe, like it was like the right moment. So I've been really stoked to be like a part of that at all because it was not at all what I thought when I first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, like (laughs) what's happening? (laughs) Well, and I think they've also nailed the physical book part of it because Mm -hmm. book talk has really. Brought back the collector piece, I think, of of Mm -hmm. reading. Like it's not just like it's reading, but people also are looking for that like Instagram Mm -hmm. shelf, (laughs) the bookshelf, you know, the the aesthetic, the aesthetic of the books, and they have the sprayed edges, which you aren't seeing in very Mm -hmm. many places, and that is just driving you know people to purchase and to like get the books they're so pretty they look so good on your shelves they're collect items right people are like because they're only made in the usually in that first release run yeah yeah has the sprayed edges if you don't get mm -hmm. in fast
2: They're so smart for that. When they told me, I was like, "That's genius. I would never have thought of that, but it's literal genius."
0: Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but I remember like it blew up because they hadn't said what book it was—the the the secret November book. that they were releasing which mm-hmm. really was just um, fourth wing <laughs> with a couple extra Again. chapter. Yeah, yeah. Just a few extra chapters. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, people were going crazy because all it said on the website was like, like re- you could buy from Amazon, you could pre-order t- a Red Tower book untitled. Like, you- And people just, everyone was doing it because they knew that they wanted that book even if they didn't mm-hmm. know what the book was. It was going to be pretty, it was going to be it's fantasy and romance. And <laughs> they were going to love it. Right? right? Yeah.
2: And like, I think we got so used to having like Kindle's, like and it's yeah. just like there is no book that it's like now it's like if we're going to buy a book like to have it be like a beautiful like collector's item is like, so you know, so much more special. Like my bookshelf is small because I live in a small apartment. So when I pick a book that I'm going to buy a physical copy of, it's like a special book to me for whatever reason. So like it it's yeah, it's actually genius.
0: <laughs> like, it really is. <laughs> and yeah, it, it taps into those communities, the, you know, the Instagram and book talk communities mm-hmm. that are so big right now and really Mm -hmm. driving a lot of the commerce and the discussion and the, and the just the way romance is kind of totally. shifting it's like say what you want about like TikTok, and like there are
2: things to be said about it criticisms but it's like because of book talk that big publishing companies are taking notice of romance books and like you know it's like oh this is a thing and we're like yeah <laughs> like it, yeah it has been for a while but <laughs> it's
0: That's
1: empowering been. really yeah, you totally. know it's giving us like a safe platform for us to read and to discuss it and to openly Mm -hmm. be ourselves around each other Mm -hmm. so like it is it just opens up a really comfortable space and I don't follow it personally because I don't actually know how to (laughs) (laughs) I do all our social
0: media for the podcast so I'm in it
2: (laughs) so you're like the brains like the editor brains and then you're like the the face of the organization
0: (laughs) we have our
1: roles Perfect. Yeah. So I have a question particularly about this story. And of course, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty details. But is there anything in your story, be it the characters or the setting or the plot that as your readers are reading the book that you want them to focus on? Is there like a particular spot that you're like, pay good attention to this spot?
2: Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think my overall feeling of like, and, uh, yeah like and not without giving it away but like what I want to take away from the book is like it's a it's like a, about redemption and forgiveness and I think that like forgiveness I don't know I just feel like in today's world we have a tendency to just like
1: hold credits. write
2: people off or yeah, yeah you know and like and like I'm not saying that there aren't valid reasons for that and this is very very nuanced subject but I just still love I love a story of redemption and I love a story of forgiveness. And I love like the idea of someone coming back from something like terrible or even unforgivable, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, and I said, like, yeah, like the idea of thinking about like, what's the real reason behind this or what's the real motivation? And
1: maybe it's not what you think originally. Yeah. Yeah. I think you did a really good job hitting on those parts. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I think it was one of the most powerful pieces of the book because for a good chunk of the book... It's not really a spoiler because it happens pretty early on. One of the main characters, (laughs) he doesn't have any memories, right? Mm -hmm. He, you know, wakes up and doesn't know anything beyond that moment and time. Mm -hmm. He has some vague feelings about past, but nothing concrete. And so as the story unfolds, it becomes a question of like, if without your memories, like, are you the same person? Is Mm -hmm. anyone actually unforgivable or how much of your past sticks with you as you change and become Mm -hmm. like who you are today. I just liked all of those kind of themes and ideas because they're not easy. Like those aren't easy topics. Those are difficult and nuanced things to talk about. And like you gave us a good vehicle, you know, through the story of these two characters, this like magical world where things really can be magically like erased or, or, started anew or, or like changed in ways that that doesn't happen here but to kind of get at that core question of what is mm-hmm. redeemable and totally. what is human and and you know how to how to be human in this kind of world
2: yeah I lo- that wasn't I a question you... no but <laughs> i love that you got that out of it because <laughs> that's it i'm like yeah that's exactly it <laughs> you said it better than i did
0: no i don't think so <laughs>
1: You got to I mean, read it to get that full emotion People will get it. They'll get it once they start reading it and understanding those characters and the different dynamics and this, the whole situation that they're going through because it's this, mm-hmm. it's this whole bigger picture. It's the love story, but then there's just like war in the background and craziness. Yeah, and-
2: it's like it's their story, but then it can't just be them because there's so much stuff that led them to be where they are. And it's like so much like connected to so many other huge things things that it's like they can't just it can't just be about them it has Mm -hmm. they have to you know consider everything else especially harrow
0: yeah would you say it's a faded love story considering like the ties that connect them going back years and like some of the um the elements of like the water is foreseeing mm-hmm. things that are coming for Harrow and she has to listen to the water because it knows where she needs to go and what she needs to do so is it is it a fated love story or are they fated for each yeah, other
2: I guess you could say it's kind of like up to you but I definitely feel like there is an element of like you know and like when they talk to Nashira at one point like she kind of hints at that like that it was kind of like you know the elements were like sensing the if the elements are like a higher power like connected to to the goddess like they're kind of sensing that there's this imbalance in the world because of these reasons and they've kind of they're doing what they can to like write things so in that sense you could say that it was fated because there's kind of this like underlying force of nature that's like aligning things to like put them together. And yeah, like I was making a little tropes post the other day and I was like, I wrote Faded. And then I was like, well, no, that's not the trope because Faded Mates is like a different, totally different trope. But I was like, but it still kind of like feels like that. So it's like... Yeah,
0: it has elements of the Faded mate trope without being like you're my other well i mean they are parts of each other's soul right doesn't i know it's they kind of like soul
2: mates it's kind of <laughs> like faded mates but it's also not it's like
0: it's definitely not like up um, to you yeah the, the faded mates of like shifters it. yeah, yeah like, exactly
2: yeah that's why i was like i can't say that because people will assume it's like a shifter thing but it's really it, not it's not it's
1: not like that no
0: but it's <laughs> cool <laughs>
1: It's it's so hard. I'm finding it so difficult to like not actually talk about the book. So I'm just. But talk about the book. And, but talk about the book. But not right. say so like, like. And then. <laughs> and then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a character that you feel like you relate to most in this? Like that maybe you empathize with the most or that you share a liken to a little bit more?
2: Um, probably. It would probably be like in terms of who I identify or relate to. It would honestly probably be a mix of um, Harrow and Malika, her best friend. Harrow, I like, I guess what I identify with in her is like her, like I just love her like compassion and the way she's very... She's a very like sensitive emotional but in a like a strong way you know it's like I love the idea of her taking like stereotypically like feminine qualities, personality traits but being also a strong character like she's not like a swordswoman or assassin or something yeah she's right. also like a strong stubborn in a way character. Oh. Very stubborn. So, yeah. So I really like that about her. And then I think Malika, on the flip side is also very stubborn, but in a different way. I think Malaika more is like, she says things that I would maybe say. Oh, she's like, says no everything. filter. Yeah. yeah she, <laughs> exactly. She, she, yeah. she will
1: tell you how she feels. Yeah.
2: Like I was always the friend who was like in high school with my friends, and I'd be like, break up with him. Like, like <laughs> you know, like they'd be like, we're having problems. I'm like, just break up. With yeah. him. Like I was that friend. <laughs> (laughs) So maybe I
0: relate to her in that way. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, she would say that if she needed to, but she also, like, 100% trusts Harrow. Yeah. Like, even, like, she wandered in with such a wild-ass story. She's like, all right, I'm leaving the circus, and I'm taking this dude, and this is happening, and even though this has been my whole life for, you know, 40 years or however many, and and (laughs) like is like, what? Okay, I'm going to help you. Here's a plan. And I'm like, oh, that is that's a ride
1: or die that is yeah. a ride or die <laughs> totally where yeah, are fast. we burying the body is what it is
2: mm-hmm. i love that that's the kind of friend we like we all need
0: really like that person that you call friend. up and you're like this is happening yep. this, is what I, this is just happening don't don't try to talk me out of it you just have to get on board and help me with it yeah. no question
1: bring your truck <laughs> <laughs> and a shovel <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's awesome. I have to pride myself for saying Malika's name or Malika's name right. So, of course, I fuck it up in this <laughs> show. But when I was reading the book, I absolutely was like, Yes, I think that is exactly how it's supposed to be said. And I said it right. So, that's awesome. I, I said it Malika
0: the whole time. So now I got to change my brain to Malika because I Malika. think she's getting a story next. So, we have to.
1: I got to have her name on point for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For whenever that book comes out. That Uh. one's going to be really interesting because I need to read The Sex on That. I I mean, big time. (laughs) Like, big fucking time. I need it.
2: My editor was saying, like, she was like, okay, this book, like, because I've r- I've written the second book, it's like kind of done, but it's like uh-huh. in that rough, chunky stage, uh-huh. which is like not fit for human eyes, but it it exists. <laughs> but that was
0: her first comment, she was like, oh wow, the sex in this book.
2: <laughs> It's like her character, though. Like you know, it's going to be good.
0: Like I think that was part of the most surprising piece about Harrow's. because I think, like you said, it's like you took the more stereotypical like feminine traits, but then gave her this really strong core, and like not like she just is like certain and you know what she wants and what she's doing. I mean, she has her moments, but everyone, you know, things come up and you get questions, but. She was very aggressive, not aggressive, but uh forward, right? With yeah. with Ray. We're just gonna have to name him. His name's Ray. We, we yeah. have to talk about him. <laughs> Two names already. I could not name him.
2: It's <laughs> like, fair. We lasted this long. It's kind of like the book. So.
0: Almost 30 minutes without naming the main male character of the book. But yes, his name's Ray. And you guys will get it once you read it. But like I don't think typically if you saw a character like Harrow and other in like some past. Genres and past books, you wouldn't expect her to be the not a. I still don't want to use the word aggressor because that's not wrong. Like instigator, that, like, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Instigator, the one who's just like, yeah. and it's really us- unusual to see that in this kind of romance where she's like, Yeah, let's uh, I'm attracted to you, like, this is let's go, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Do this. Yeah. Yeah, I read.
2: I've read a lot of books where it's like she's eighteen, or you know, and he's right. five thousand, and <laughs> oh, like she's so many. a virgin, or like you know, and you're like, okay, like those books have their place, and like they come out of a certain time, and mm-hmm. and whatever. I'm not bashing on that, but like, no, no, no. I guess I just when I went into this story, like she's you know not young by our standards, especially, mm-hmm. um, and like yeah, I just liked the idea of her being like having a healthy ap- approach to sexuality and like her you know and she has this she had a great relationship with her mother so she has that like strong foundation behind her you know motivations and how she Mm -hmm. feels about herself even if it's even if she lost her at a young age yeah
0: yeah well and i think it also lends to her being like uh people's expectations of her are lower right or you know like (sighs) I like. I don't think Salazar like saw any of this coming, right? Mm-hmm, like he's totally. like not hero, She's not gonna. She's so quiet and right? like, Well behaved. Like, yeah. like she's not gonna do What's anything the... crazy. Yeah. So I, I'm. I know
2: what you're trying to say. I'm, I'm trying to think of, of the word
0: too. too.
2: Brain yeah. Brain. I know exactly what you mean.
0: <laughs> exactly. So she's it's like <laughs> underestimatable. Yes. <laughs> like... That's it's that word uh, in some format. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Just like underestimated, I guess. Like yeah, yeah you like... know, like no one expects. Like she seems much more like a rule follower and she's Mm -hmm. like quiet introvert, you know, like she just has this like, I think it's because of the water, right? She's got this like calm waters run deep situation happening Mm -hmm. where she's just like, I know what I am like, I'm following my powers and my, my magic and I need to do this, so. I don't know.
1: She's a really cool and, and I think, very unique character in that way. Cool, I love that. Yeah, it's nice to have a headstrong character that embraces every part of her. I mean, she has reasons to have feelings that she (laughs) has. I'm so sorry, this is so challenging for me. Do you dodging the the, the spoilers? And then it's like, you, you understand the things that she's going through and then you have empathy for the reasons why she has to do the things that she does, but... I don't know. I really, as far as sex goes, I really do like that empowerment that you put her in. Like you gave her this, uh. this positive where it's just like, you know what? I, I am who I am and I'm not going to be ashamed of it. And no one can really shame me for it. And I don't really think anybody does, but
0: no, not, not in, in the, the book. book. There,
1: There's there no might be like reviewers that might, you know, people are like, oh no, read all this so much smutty sex in this. Well, why are you reading the book? Don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. It's that simple. It's that
2: simple. It's going to be interesting seeing because, like, my previous books are indie. And so I just, you know, I just put them out into our little online world and I just see everyone's like yeah whatever but like this is the first book that's I have. it's going out on such a big scale so I'm kind Mm -hmm. of excited to see like you know I didn't make it a lot of people messaged me and they were like is this gonna be as spicy as your other books and I was like well yeah (laughs) like yeah (laughs) you know but then I was like now and then I was like oh like I kind of get why they're asking that because it's it's like I don't know it's not that common for books that are you know like on a on a larger scale like that to be on the spicy side of things you might get one scene and then book three you know then suddenly they're Mm -hmm. there but you had to build up to it
0: yeah and i mean those books still exist so people have options yeah there's there's slow burn series out there that you can go and (laughs) wade through three to five <laughs> books before you get anything yeah. good <laughs> but, <laughs> we're all on the same page yeah, right? <laughs> well, like, like, you, you if don't it's name like... your book or your podcast <laughs> we're reading dirty books if you don't want to <laughs> read the dirty parts of the book
1: <laughs> so true
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what we started that's what we that's where we started with the books we're just like we want the sex mm-hmm. so yeah. You know? I want it too. So, I'm, I'm here. I'm here with you guys. Well, and if you write it in
1: the manner that you present it, you know, you're giving us the story. We're we're enraptured. We are in the scene with these characters. We're gonna ask for it in the next book. <laughs> like it's just gonna mm-hmm. keep gonna be like, like give it to us against the wall. Going. Give it to us on the sink. Like just <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the. That's
2: a good sex scene though. Like when you're, like you said, when you're in the story, like you know, because we don't sit down and just read random internet erotica. Just you know, starting at you know. <laughs> It's, it's like, no, we need, like, we need a complicated fantasy world. Sure. We need, like, tragic backstories. We need, you know, like, I want all of that. Then I want to read
1: the yes. sex scene.
2: Because then it's going to be a good scene. You have you know? to know what Absolutely. they're thinking and
1: what they're feeling and why they're, you know, yeah. like, why it's so intense and why we love it so much. The stakes. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean we we've, t- we've talked a lot about Harrow but that also makes it very interesting from race point of view too because I mentioned like he has no memory at this point like he doesn't know his past he has feelings and stuff and he's definitely attracted to Harrow and he, he he's following these impulses and these feelings and and stuff but there's a moment where just like how does he know what sex is <laughs> like are we yeah. are we sure And Harrow was okay? like wait <laughs> yep
2: (laughs) yeah she had that moment yeah
0: she's like oh wait Uh, oops sorry (laughs) but he was always like he's like wait 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 no what let's do that again (laughs) I want more of that (laughs) I, I take it back let's 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 start again so that was a fun again you know usually like you said or not usually but in a lot of romance books the female characters the one that's like inexperienced and kind of like naive and this is not the way this book was written like we got i mean he he was not naive in any real way but he was the one that had to be like figuring out yeah the relationship and like and the the sexual encounter between the two of them from the beginning so
2: and that's totally why i put that little moment in because i just wanted to like Turn the, you know, cause like she was like, wait a minute, like just because he's a man, like, you know, we still gotta like make sure that everything's, you know, consensus you Still have you She yeah. found him.
1: You'd really have to ask. Like anything could have happened at some yeah. part of his life, you know? Yeah. He had bad history, obviously. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Yeah. I totally. Mean, turns out, yeah. He's. Very traumatic backstory that we have to figure out, but but yeah, he's 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 enjoying this his time with Harrow in that hotel room, at least.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, are we giving up too much? What is happening here? No, I don't. No. I don't think so.
0: I don't think. I so. I think it's fine. We haven't told any of the big things. So yeah. I think <laughs> it is difficult. I'm really like, huh. I normally could totally. just say whatever this I is, want.
1: It's a, it's a challenge, but I like it. I'm like really. Um, having a a fun time trying to figure out what my next step is going to (laughs) be. But I am curious to know, Aurora, about like your writing style, just understanding the flow of the book, you know, of the story that you've written you do you plan out your scenes and then if you've got an idea you're just like yeah I'm throwing this in this is the perfect spot for it or do you just write as your heart follows or makes a story
2: sometimes both um usually what I do is like I have a rough very loose outline in my head I don't even write it down necessarily mm-hmm. I just know like this will be the big twist or the big you know moment and then I just write and like um, at the end of every chapter, If I don't know where I'm going, then I'll just, like, think about it for a bit until I figure it out and then keep writing. But every once in a while, I do get, like, an idea for something that I want to put in the book. And then I'll try to, like, write my way to it. I've tried writing things out of time. You know, if I'm, like, oh, I have an idea for, like, the climax, I've tried, like, jumping up to write it. It never worked for me. Like, I always have to write things chronologically. I think it's because it's, like... You know, you never know if in chapter five that you skipped over, this character is going to go through something mentally and reach some conclusion. And then if you jump ahead to chapter 15, like you don't know where they're at in their development so i yeah mm-hmm. i usually find that i need to write it like in one go but in yes. kind of a what they call a pantser like a mm-hmm. like i kind of just <laughs> yeah. wing it a lot of the way. <laughs> if if, yeah. uh, if
1: we ever wrote i would definitely be more of a pantser for sure
2: yeah i feel like and and then the i have some friends that are plotters and i'm like teach me your ways because like i love the idea of having this beautiful chart and you just like follow And then it just comes out of you and like, perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, how do you do that? Because it's always this like huge emotional thing. I'm like... (laughs) I'll be like moping around the house for days if I'm stuck and then when I get out of a spot I'll be like uh," like I'm like totally like all over the place so but when I've asked yeah friends that do plotting a lot of them are like no I'll get to the chapter that I plotted and then I'll realize it needs to change and I'll change it oh okay so it's like I'm kind of like at the end of the day I feel like we all kind of wing it I just some people put a little more prep into it Mm -hmm. yeah and other people like me just tend to like go with the flow and like hope it works out <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of let the
1: story like tell itself yeah a way. like it, it's like, like organized chaos a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally yeah yeah
0: i love when authors talk about like characters just doing what they want to do and you're just yes. like oh no, no and you're falling along <laughs> it's
2: real <laughs> it's so weird like you're like yeah i invented these people but like they control me now (laughs) this is is it this is how they're gonna be
1: yeah yeah
2: Yeah. and like sometimes you have an idea and you're like this is what has to happen this is like i had this idea like in the middle of the night and it's the greatest idea and then you start writing it and it's just like like to get it out is just like it's so hard and it's so laborious and then you stop and you're just like okay this is obviously the characters don't want to do this like it's like i literally feel them like digging in their like claws and being like no <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, right, I'll just delete all that idea, throw it away.
1: <laughs> Do you ever save it if you have an idea for an idea for a different scene or a different story, maybe?
2: I save everything. I have so many folders on my, okay. like, I write in Drive and mm-hmm. uh, on Google Drive, and I have all these folders that are like old. So, like, you go and it's like old, and then within the old okay. folder, there's like another old, and then like, there's like, 15 different chapters in there that I've like deleted so like some ins- I have them I don't tend to do much with them but there's sometimes I'll be like I don't maybe I have a good memory or I don't know what it is but sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be like oh there's that scene that I deleted like 10 p- chapters ago and there's this one paragraph in it that describes what I'm thinking perfectly and I'll like actually go back and like That's grab good. it so <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like <laughs> it's good Waste not, what not. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Sometimes like, yeah, if you got the words down, like the emotion is there. Like you don't need to Mm -hmm. rewrite it necessarily. Yeah,
1: definitely. Mm -hmm. I think that's smart. Then you're not actually like scratching your brain all the time trying to think of different things to write. Because I mean, I couldn't, obviously I've never written a full story or anything before. I love writing as well, but I can't get through that whole process of front to, or not front to back, from finish to start, or wait, shit, from start to finish. See, I can't even talk (laughs) I go backwards. (laughs) I didn't even catch that. I was like, yeah, it might be easier to do that the other way. (laughs) Do Do you have suggestions about that? Like how, like, do you just sit and write? Like if you have an idea, just sit and write.
2: Yeah, I think that that's the best. I feel like if people ask me, I always say like, You just have to write and just like when sometimes when I'm stuck or I'm blocked or whatever I just tell myself just write the steamiest pile of garbage that was ever written (laughs) like the crappiest I'll be like today I'm gonna write the worst (laughs) chapter ever written and like it's just garbage but then of course I just look at it later and I'm like it's not that bad like I just edit a little bit and it's fine but if I just tell myself that and just get the words on the page it doesn't matter what they're like it's always easier to just then tweak it, or like, oh, I just have to rewrite half this chapter, or like mm-hmm. whatever. But it's like the, for me anyway, like the like analyzing and like planning just like prevents you from the actual act of writing, which is like mm-hmm. sometimes the hardest part. So I just say, like, get out of your head and just put words, fill the white page with nonsense, but then it's full, you know? Yeah, definitely. And like, they're editors.
0: They're... Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the whole purpose of
1: like this. Yeah. <laughs> they're very helpful. And they're very helpful. So yeah, it's just... It's it's that first step of actually just getting there and just start writing. Yeah.
2: You sit down, the white page, Mm -hmm. the ideas are here and you're like, like, how do you, (laughs) yeah, it's a challenge, but. But you do it and you've done it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Do you have anything, so I haven't looked at your portfolio or anything, but like, have you, do you have any contemporaries out there that are published? No, my
2: other series is Paranormal. Okay. So yeah, I, I just tend to, I just love like unbelievable things. Yeah, like, I don't know that I would not ever write contemporary because I do like to read it, but mm-hmm. um, as of right now, I tend to want to write things like, I just love monsters and yeah, things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> magic and mm-hmm. everything. Absolutely.
0: Well, and I think, I mean... You can be a little bit more over the top with them, and there's not like that, oh, that's unbelievable. Whereas, yeah. like in a contemporary, sometimes you're like, come across a character, you're like, this is not any human I've ever known.
2: <laughs> or like the series where they're like all brothers or like in a small town, and you're like, what small town is this?
0: Like, <laughs> can I find that town? So point town me at the direction.
2: Does not have. A family of eight hot brothers. Hot brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is that? I don't believe it.
0: Yeah. No, I I get you. So yeah, having like eight supernatural... Men who live in a giant castle together and have to <laughs> yeah, all like, find oh, mates. Course. You're like, yeah, I can yeah. do that. That's I'll buy into that story. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. So we we love our indie authors. We've read a lot of them. I love supporting them and promoting them. And how do you find? Because you said your like initial uh, publishing was indie. Like your initial series was indie. So how do you find like the difference in writing or like you know working on a book? Now that, you know, Sanctuary of a Shadow is done under a publisher.
2: Yeah, that's a... there are pro like everyone will say this there's pros and cons to both and mm-hmm. I feel really lucky that I got the experience both I never really like planned for this like it just worked out for me I'm very lucky I basically started when I first started and decided I was ready to publish I, I looked into you know I read all the things and I was like well I like the idea of trad because I like having an editor and a someone makes a cover for me and yeah. then a, you know <laughs> someone does all the work and I just yeah. write and I'm just the writer so and but then when I started Querying, it, I was like I queried for like six months, and like I don't know if you guys know like what that is. Basically, you like have to send write like out. an elevator pitch of oh. your novel and be like, I'm a whatever author, and this is my book about a uh, you know X Y Z who does the, and then you send it, and then six months later, the <sighs> editor or the agent gets back to you, and they're like, no thanks, and you're like. Oh. Like, it's just such a downer. Like, sure. it's just such a hard, long process. And, like, if you don't have any connections, if you're just cold mm-hmm. calling, like, they have no reason to prioritize your email and it could sit there. You might never hear from them. And so, yeah, I did that for about six months. And I was like, you know what? Like, screw this. <laughs> screw this. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go indie. So that was when I started publishing my other series. And uh, because I'm a control freak, I decided to do everything myself. I do, like, my own copy editing and my own covers and, like, everything Mm -hmm. I'm lucky because for whatever reason I'm good at copy editing I know like some people like are like I hate this I never want to do it I like it weirdly like I don't know why but I've always liked it so yeah so but it's a lot of work and last year after getting out five books I had like a little bit of like a burnout phase where I was like I just need to like slow down. Like I had was like one book every like four months. And I was just like, boom, 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 five books. And there's a lot like people are so supportive and amazing. But there's also this feeling and it's all self-imposed. Like I'm not saying anyone pressured me, but I feel this sense of pressure to like put out content. And I feel like indies are maybe more susceptible to that in a different way, because then trad authors are probably getting pressure from their publisher. Mm -hmm. You know, get the book done, get the book done, deadlines. But like yeah, as an indie, it's like you do have control, but you also have to have more discipline, I think, because yeah, I kind of I don't think I disciplined myself enough. And then this year, I was really like, okay, we're gonna slow down, and like I've kind of been restructuring. So, but yeah, and then the flip side with trad, I've loved. Once Molly, my editor, got back to me, basically that was the last query I ever sent was to her. I was like, I'm done. And then like a few (laughs) months later, she was like, I actually really love this book, and like I want to work with you. And I was like, oh, okay, like great. So and then everything about that experience has been really good. And I queried Entangled because I knew they were a women-owned mm-hmm. like romance publishing house. And like mm-hmm. so, I wasn't just out for any old publisher. Like I really wanted to work with them. So I was really happy when Molly got back to me. And yeah, everything about that experience has been great. Especially because it started out as just like a small like ebook deal, and then they formed Red Tower. And like Molly offered me the whole thing that's happening with Sanctuary now. And I was like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah let's do it (laughs) like yeah, please I'll take it yeah so that's been such an amazing experience I'm really grateful for everything about that so yeah there's there's just different things in both that makes sense
0: no of course that makes a lot of sense and I think yeah we've definitely heard similar things like that from other indies because I mean, it's really on you to do all of the, mm-hmm. like, all of the promoting and, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why yeah, you follow indie authors on any of the social media and it's like, it's just their books yep. back to back to back because yeah. that's who's promoting it, it is them and they have to get <laughs> yeah. get it out there. So I have friends that can write, like, I don't know how they do it. They're
2: like, like, a like a Cleo Evans. I don't know if you know her, but she's an indie. She writes like monster. I, she literally is like every like three months. She's like, here's my new book. And I know she writes shorter, like they're more like novella length, but I'm still Mm -hmm. like, how? Like I'm literally (laughs) amazed by you. Like I I don't know how you do that. So if like if you're somebody that has that level of like ability to like write fast, doing the indie thing can be amazing because the more content you put out, like the more and Amazon favors you when you're like the algorithms, you know, it's like, ooh, Mm -hmm. they have a new book. Ooh, a new book, a new book. So it's like There is definitely an advantage to that for indies. And then when you do make money as an indie, like you make more money because your royalties are higher. So there's that as well. But then you're in the trad world. They have connections. Like I'm not as an indie going to get my book into like a bookstore unless it's like really doing well. Like, yeah. So like that. And then whereas like they can just make those connections and make those links or like sell the rights in another country or like whatever mm-hmm. things that
1: you can't really do as an indie. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your support system is a little bit different? Like do you have support with other indie authors that maybe you won't get with like publishers, like you know, authors that are with a publisher or anything like because with indie authors, you have that indie friends, but they're also your competition.
2: Actually, I feel like the indies when I started out, I had no idea what I was doing and I had a couple of random author friends. That I messaged and was like, hey, like, you know, you know, do you know what this means or whatever? And, like, I got so much help. Yeah. Like, that's, like, why I love the romance world so much because it's, you know, we're all just women and we all just want to read yep. and we just love books. And, like, <laughs> like, I was a musician before. I'm still a musician, but I used to do, like, touring and booking mm. gigs and stuff. And... Um, You know, it's like in that world, I found there was a lot more competition and people were like, you know, it's like this kind of hidden belief that no one says it outright, but it's like you could take my success. So I'm not going to share with you, Mm -hmm. you know, so like I'd be like, oh, who's your booker? Because I want to go there and they're like, oh, they're they're busy or like, you know, and you're like, (laughs) okay, but like I never found that with in the romance world like with indie authors it was like oh what's yeah. this and that people would like they would send me like whole videos of them like walking through like their like kdp like author page and like showing me their like personal stuff that i was like wow like thank you so so much That's great so the network is amazing and like yeah i love that people are i show up for each other and yeah i haven't felt like that competitiveness at all Like, I don't know if it's just women because we're, you know, we're awesome and we just want to support each other or like totally.
1: I don't, we haven't heard that from any of our other indie authors. So, like,
0: that support is there. Like, people can read a lot of books. So it's not like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, especially if you get into like, kindle unlimited it's just like I, you know i'm gonna burn through all the books that I, I just read like my ten on. christmas novellas like in one day yes. so, like, yeah like, like there's yeah. no competition like this isn't you know I, I mean technically yes i'm limited in how many books i buy but really that's just a number and my bank <laughs> statement doesn't need to know about it <laughs> like it's just like so I don't I don't see it, you know and also I think like you follow like it kind of becomes like breadcrumbs, right? So you're like, I might I'm reading this author right now, but she is following this other author on Instagram yeah. and like liking her stuff. And so then I go and find that author because obviously if somebody who I like is reading somebody else, it's probably gonna be something I wanna read. And so it's just like so yeah, having that network because you just kind of direct readers through all of the different you know genres, yeah. and like all the different
1: paths. Like, well, if you like these books, you're probably gonna like this book. Yeah, a lot of our authors have recommended different authors, <laughs> and, and it they're great. I don't have as much time to read as I wish I did, but it's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we're gonna take this time to give you the floor. So at the end of our all of our episodes, we have a segment called Fun Fuck Fact, <laughs> and. um I love it. For this one is going to ask you what you're working on next, how our listeners can find you, contact information that you want to provide, just anything that you want to give updates about.
0: Like your social media accounts, Mm -hmm. you know, website, all that good stuff. Okay, so yeah, right now I'm currently working
2: on the last book in my indie paranormal series that anyone who knows that series has been like waiting for this book for a while. So I'm like working on that. And I'm also going to be starting working on book two of the Elemental Emergence series. That'll be, I don't know when I'll start working on it. I mean, it's done, but I'm just going to get to editing. We'll see (laughs) in the new year at some point. And uh, yeah, so everything, I have all the social media stuff. I have a Patreon, I have a newsletter, and all that stuff is on my website. You can find the links to everything there. And my Patreon, I do like, I'm also an artist. So I do like digital art and like short stories and like little things like that we're on a pause christmas pause but i'll be starting that back
0: up (laughs) in january and yeah
1: and what is your website
2: it's auroraasher.com just my name
0: yeah so when you said you did all of your covers for your indie stuff and you do art did you do the art for those that was you yeah yeah nice okay <laughs>
2: yeah. very nice it's fun it's a lot it's a lot of work like sure. I love Ooh, yeah. I love it and I'm glad I did it and it's been a good experience but I'm thinking like in the next future books I'm gonna do I'll be hiring a cover artist like <laughs> that's why they exist <laughs> yeah. it's great and I'm glad I did it but it's yeah it adds to the you know speaking of the indie
0: work- workload yeah. workload mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's cool I don't I think that's the first time I've heard that I think everyone else has yeah bought them in some way or or form or just like oh yeah I guess there's a website where you can buy things like you buy can, covers. yeah you can find an <laughs> artist
2: and like tell them what you want commission commission mm-hmm. there's kind of been a resurgence in like clinch style art lately on covers I don't know if you've seen that especially in the indie books um mm-hmm. there's so there's like people are commissioning artists now to do like character art for their mm-hmm. covers which mm-hmm. I love it's really cool mm-hmm. especially you know in the era of well we were going towards everyone had there was a whole like discreet versus yes. clinch cover thing going mm-hmm. on so like i yeah. love that there's kind of been a resurgence of the of the clinch of the okay. old style one so yeah there's
0: lots of things <laughs> all right well thanks so much for joining us and uh i don't how did we end we episodes? don't we don't
1: we don't <laughs> we are so endless. bad this, this is probably the worst part of all of our episodes it's always amazing. so awkward <laughs> What do we it. do now? Aurora, thank you so much for joining us. We had <laughs> yes, a pleasure. <laughs> it
2: was Me a too. pleasurable time. it so
1: fun. I forgot we were doing an interview. Yeah, for right. I was like, oh. <laughs> See, that means we were successful. Yes. <laughs> we scored. So yeah, if you guys are listening, the book has been out for one day already. So please download it. <laughs> read it, do what you gotta do to get onto it, and Aurora already shared all of her information with you guys, so we hope that you guys jump on her bandwagon with that, we're gonna say goodnight, thank I'm you so much just... Aurora <laughs> alright, I'm yeah, gonna stop I, the recording I thought you were gonna
0: I thought you were gonna say something, gonna say something no. too <laughs> I didn't know what to say, so I stopped it um...
1: <laughs> uh, you
0: could fix that
1: Not without your voice saying goodbye. (laughs) 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 It was just me. You're like, "Get Kalina."
2: I was about to say thank you, and then you were like, "I'm just," and I was like, "Oh,
1: she's still going." (laughs) She's still going.
2: All
0: right, guys. Well, that was so much fun. We're so happy to have Aurora join us to talk about her new book, Sanctuary of the Mm -hmm. Shadow. And if you haven't picked it up already, I mean, you've had a whole day. What are you know. doing?
1: I don't uh, understand <laughs> what you did in the last 24 hours.
0: <laughs> uh, or like the people future listening, like, you know, five
1: years That's from down true. the road. They're like, why are these bitches mad at uh, us for not we're buying We're every time <laughs> you guys don't follow us on a book that we're reading and you guys haven't read yet. <laughs> Just kidding. Do what you want to do. Anyway. So we are
0: going to go on to talk, tell you what we're reading next week. Cause that's our next two weeks or whatever. Next Next episode.
1: Yeah. So for our next episode, guys, we're going to read Dragon Prince by Michelle and Pillow, which is like the coolest name. (laughs) Pillow, Mm -hmm. Michelle. Narrated by Michael. Uh, Have you seen this guy's last name? Oh, I mean,
0: theoretically (laughs) I've seen it. Have I looked at it recently and and know what we're talking about? No.
1: Hold on. Let me get it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm going with. Okay, there's too many books called Dragon. There's Prince. a lot of books. That's... Yes, <laughs> you have to look for pillow.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: uh he has oh, so many vowels. vowels.
0: Did you see those A-E-I-O-U?
1: vowels? I O U. They're all in his last name, and two are O's. It's, yeah, it's cool.
0: I don't know. I can't say that. No, we're gonna tell you later when we read it,
1: <laughs> guys. It's F E R R A I U O L O. So um michael f yeah michael <laughs> f <laughs> and this is the series
0: the oh michelle it's Quirlixian lords it's q-u-r-i-l-i-x-e-n oh, <laughs> quirlixen you spell it again q-u-r-i-l-i-x-e-n Mm-mm. no <laughs> i refuse to say any word about
1: this book now <laughs>
0: Well, the, at least it's an audiobook. They're they going to tell us all us. the words we they need to know. Us. Yeah. Um, these are some hot ass dunes on the cover hell, of yeah. these books. Also, they're dragons, which you know we I love. A good dragon. A good, or not
1: a good dragon. We've had good dragons, <gasps> but we haven't had a dragon in a long time.
0: We haven't. Yeah. So this should be exciting. Yeah.
1: All right. So yeah. Join us next time for that, guys.
0: The main character's name is Selena. Oh, got it. Yeah. Super close to my name. <laughs>
1: it's your name and my Just name saying. mixed <laughs> It really is your <laughs> this book is about us guess. it's about people who have difficult ass names Always <laughs> causing <laughs> oh, trouble who loves dragons oh yes yep all right here we go okay so yes anyway Shh,
0: guys it's been a night <laughs> We normally don't record this late, so I think that's why we're a little punch drunk. Join us for our next episode. We're going to listen to that book and talk about it. It'll be fun. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on... Oh, that sounded like not a full (laughs) sentence. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> we'd love to hear from you you can reach us on social media at dirty books on instagram facebook kind of twitter i mean you can't find us on twitter, twitter anyway we, we will not respond we will not respond <laughs> i don't even
1: know how to sign on also, anymore X
0: or something uh <laughs> yeah actually i think someone tried to steal our account and i had to, like fight really hard oh my to god are you it. serious yeah i think i got a notice that our account like something somebody was trying to logged in or something or like some new login and I was like Ooh. ah and so I had to like go and recover it and like change up passwords and stuff because I was like well the last thing I want is people like me. Dude, posting in our was name totally me. it was, was it trying you? to
1: get out of my new phone <laughs> I was like no I couldn't get on And I haven't followed up. That's how often we get on Twitter is we don't even follow up on it to ask about it. Oh, that's fucking funny, nope. dude. I just was like, no, I'm not letting you on, scammers. Like, okay, I can't access our account.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, I- all right. Well, anyway, in other social media spots, <laughs> you can find us. We are dirty Books with three H's
1: in Sh. Or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com And you can visit us on our website at sturdybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. If you guys can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. Jim Townsend, thank you for your music. And we're going to say goodnight right now. So, this is Saylet. This is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Oh, bye. Bye. bye.
0: Yeah, you've been listening to reading Dirty Books with Galena and Salette. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.